Liberal leader Justin Trudeau is the lightning rod of their hatred. He is a coward. At least one protester threw what appeared to be gravel or small stones at Trudeau while he was boarding his bus. That's the sound of media reports from just a few weeks ago, after protesters threw gravel at Prime Minister Justin Trudeau during a campaign stop in London, Ontario. He wasn't hurt, and at first, even the Prime Minister himself made like it was no big deal. A 25-year-old man who was the campaign manager for the People's Party of Canada candidate in the riding has since been charged with assault with a weapon, and he was also fired. The incident came on the heels of disturbing daily confrontations that Trudeau's had with anti-vaxxers and other groups of protesters during the election. People have been wearing F. Trudeau hoodies, and there have been signs suggesting Trudeau be executed. And amidst all of this, you must have heard that some of the protesters who oppose mandatory COVID vaccinations have been wearing yellow stars and comparing themselves to Jews during the Holocaust. Of course, Jewish groups have denounced these protests, as have the politicians from all sides. But it's a trend that is extremely worrying to many including a Canadian group that keeps an eye on far-right extremist movements. They're called the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, and they say there are hundreds of thousands of people in Canada who are sympathetic to the cause and tens of thousands who actually attend protests. I'm not afraid of, you know, a, a group of them getting together and having a very coordinated assassination attempt. I'm not worried about that. You know, I, I am concerned about the possibility of uh, a, a single individual who's unstable, who puts all that together and tries to act on it and tries to kill somebody. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, September 20th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. No matter who forms the next government in Canada after Monday's election, one issue that isn't going away just because the ballot counting is over is the rise of the anti-vaccine protesters. Observers say they're a combination of white nationalists, racists, anti-immigrant, anti-Jewish, anti-Islamic, and they used to be part of the Yellow Vest movement in Alberta six years ago, but now have coalesced over the COVID vaccine issue. According to the Canadian Anti-Hate Network and other experts, some of the main players are directly linked to the People's Party of Canada and leader Maxime Bernier. Coming up, we'll hear more about who these protesters are and why Jewish Canadians and all Canadians should be aware of them. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Nina and my husband, Mordechai Glick. And we're happy to be a part of the CJN podcast. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole paid a visit to a Jewish neighborhood in Toronto on Sunday. He visited a backyard sukkah belonging to a longtime conservative supporter in the Clanton Park area of the city. The CJN's editor-in-chief, Yoni Goldstein, was on the scene and saw O'Toole and his wife walk down Palm Drive. It was lined with people, including many observant Jews. Yoni wasn't able to get inside the backyard to hear what O'Toole said or did, but he estimates about 100 people were on hand for the whistle stop on the final Sunday of the campaign. 
As for election coverage and the results, you know that the polls close Monday and it's the first night of Sukkot, so we will be observing the festival and we will not have any fresh podcasts on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll do the best I can to bring you the Jewish take on the results as soon as we can, but it might not be until late Thursday or even Friday morning. Evan Balgord is an investigative journalist, and he's now executive director of the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. Although he's not Jewish, Balgord has contributed articles in the past to the CJN about issues important to the community. He's here now to share his work on the right-wing protesters dogging the election campaign. Who are the main players, and where are they coming from? Sure, so... I'll try to do it in brief. I mean, about six years ago, we had the start of a street level uh, far right movement in Canada, and their first target was the Muslim community. But they quickly moved on from there to target, you know, many other communities, the Jewish community, additionally, right, because neo-Nazis got involved. And from that point, they started adding extra grievances. They started having different um, rallying cries. You know, first it was M103, and then it was the, the Yellow Vest movement. Uh, which kind of copied something happening in France. And they they said it was about, you know, oil and gas and things of that nature. And every time the far right kind of rebrands or or broadens its issues, it brings more people in. And when more people get brought in, that means that those racist and hateful and violent elements within the far right can further radicalize people that have been brought in for, for example, oil and gas or Western separation, uh, alienation reasons, things like that. So COVID's just the most recent lightning rod. So all of the far right in Canada that we track, every single hate group that we track um, are part of the COVID conspiracy movement with like one or two exceptions. We should interrupt and just Mm -hmm. explain to our listeners, M103 was the legislation in parliament, right? To condemn uh, Islamophobia. Today, you know, we have the the COVID conspiracy movement, the anti-lockdown, the anti-maskers, the anti-vaxxers, whatever you want to call it. And they, the far right, are conspiracy theorists, right? That's kind of part and parcel of what they are. They believe that there is a Jewish or a Muslim conspiracy to take over Canada and change their way of life, right? So at their core, they're conspiracy theorists. So they genuinely believe these COVID conspiracy theories. But that's that means that they're now rubbing shoulders with each other. You know, um, we're very commonly hearing things from uh, organizers in the anti-mask scene, like Jews did 9-11, um, that the Holocaust wasn't real or fewer people died than is claimed. We see stuff like that all the time because, uh, because there is anti-Semitism in it and other forms of racism and hatred and because it's conspiratorial in nature. So the, the COVID conspiracy movement is quite large. It's letting the far right expand and further convince people of their racist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. So that's a real big danger. But it is fair to say that it's it's an insurrectionary movement because the general tone and timber of the thing is that they want to take over the country and hang politicians and provincial health authorities and things like that because they're afraid they're, you know, killing kids. So there's a very strong racist core to it. There's a very general insurrectionary core to it. And it's allowing racists to reach gullible people. And social media, of course, plays a huge role, right? How do Absolutely. they find out about each other? How do they meet? And how do they know where to go to do the trailing of the candidates? That's something I'd love to hear from you about. But at first, it was just them using public information. And largely, it still is, right? But we have also seen examples of people physically tailing, like the campaign bus. We've seen examples of when people see the, the tour bus or something going through 
a city or stopped at a gas station, they'll go on Facebook group chats and Telegram group chats and just let everybody else know where Trudeau is. And that's all they have to do. They don't really need to organize, like, quote unquote, organize a protest. They just let each other know where he is. And then pretty spontaneously, people go out to to heckle him and, and, and sometimes in large numbers. So are there any particular uh, egregious cases you've been tracking and doing news releases? And if anyone wants to go on to the anti-hate.ca uh, website, there's a lot of material there. Uh, sure. So some people have emerged as kind of nationwide figures in the movement. Uh, Chris Sky or Chris Catches is, is, is one of them. He is also a, a horrifyingly racist individual and a Holocaust denier. Um, and he has been flying himself across Canada. Uh, he's now banned from several airlines, however. So he's been driving himself across Canada to go to various rallies and demonstrations. And, you know, some of your listeners uh, may be familiar with Paul Fromm, who was, of course, infamous neo-Nazi from back in the day. He's doing the same thing. He's been flying himself out to Kelowna to take part in you know, anti-anti-lockdown protests, as has infamous Vancouver Nazi Brian Rue has been around. He led a book burning with a bunch of COVID conspiracists kind of in the early days of the pandemic. So there's very much real awful people involved in this. Um, but focusing on the main players is a little tricky because, as I've said, it's just so atomized. The people who keep this going, it's very grassroots driven. Um, the large groups and cities are almost an outlier it's really just driven by people chatting with each other on groups and it's it's more leaderless than than organized and led um and that kind of kind of brings us to like that's the movement but then there's other people that are certainly impacting on it maxine bernier being uh being kind of a key figure for them now as well so um is he playing a double face here? Like he says one thing to his supporters and then wink, wink, you know, and then he'll tell the public, no, what's, what's going on with this? PD oh, 100%. And, and his condemnation of violence and people throwing stones. Yeah, that's just kind of what you'd expect him to say. I mean, I don't, I don't put any stock into it whatsoever because, you know, the person who threw the gravel, threw the stones at him was the, the riding director um, for the local candidate who happens to be Randy Hillier's daughter, I believe. And and that that and this is in London. We're talking about Trudeau. Here yes, again. London, Ontario. Yes, and that um, riding uh, a, a person, that riding that riding director, he goes on and like posts neo-Nazi music on like his social media accounts, music that calls for immigrants to be killed. Right, like he's it's very obvious who and what he is, and you barely have to scratch the surface of the PPC to find people like that. I've lost count of how many people like that I've found in the PPC. Bernier has taken those people who, you know, might hold their nose and vote conservative, but don't really want any of the parties um, because they're just so extreme, um, the people, not the parties, of course. And, and he's taken them and some of them, that's, that's what can, you can attribute to his rising poll numbers. It's, it's people who um, want to see, you know, a xenophobic, um, very nationalistic kind of government that, that Bernier is, is always dog whistling about. Someone's going to get killed or... A injured very soon if this continues this is what happened january 6th in in washington uh there's we have a couple different little protective factors um there you know i would say united states you're about a four-hour drive away from four or five population centers in a lot of you know the the more dense areas of the country and there's just way more people so if you ever want like a critical mass to do something like storm a parliament building it, it's easier to get the the physical flesh people there that you need to do something like that. So we have kind of a protective factor in that. 
but uh, we do have a very dangerous situation right now, right? We have all the elements for, you know, what some people used to call like, like a lone wolf attack. So we have a, a large group of people um, who believe that there is some biblical evil, that being like Trudeau and the provincial health authorities and mass mandates and things like that. And then the final part is hopelessness. If they feel that there is not another outlet for their grievance, if they feel like voting won't change it or protesting won't change it, and the only thing that'll change it is violence. Um, and there's a lot of calls for that, right? There's a lot of talk about that. When you have all those ingredients together, um, all it takes is like an unstable person in that movement to put together that really deadly mix of things and feel like they need to act out the, the, the violent and the execution fantasies of the entire group. Um, and so you'll get an organic threat. I'm not afraid of you know, a, a group of them getting together and having a very coordinated assassination attempt. I'm not worried about that. You know, I, I am concerned about the possibility of uh, a, a single individual who's unstable, who puts all that together and tries to act on it and tries to kill somebody. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you like this podcast, please share these episodes with your family and friends. Better yet, show your friends where to find us so they can subscribe too. And it's free and we're on the CJN's website under podcasts. Our website is thecjn, that's all one word, dot ca. And we'll end today's show with a sneak peek for Thursday's episode. How the billionaire Canadian businessman and philanthropist Sylvan Adams got Israel, Canada, Tajikistan and the United Arab Emirates to work together to secretly rescue over 40 Afghan women, cyclists, robotic experts and human rights workers. And more are expected to come out soon. You know, when, when we were bringing them across, at one point they pulled their weapons on, on, on these girls and uh, we were, you know, uh, I, got, I got an urgent call from Yotam to tell me, listen, Get your friend on the phone right now uh, with the president of Tajikistan because I'm not sure we have, have very, very much more time. And, he, and to his credit, he did it immediately. And, um, and literally, they were, they were permitted to uh, walk across the border.